here comes U.S. Senator Pat Toomey. Hi, Pat. Sue Henry, how are you? I am very, very well. And uh, we are in uh, one of my favorite weeks ever. I love Thanksgiving, so I'm uh, well, so enjoying do I. it all. And yeah. can I just say, I really feel honored. I don't know how many of your callers get their own bumper music, but the <laughs> fact that you provide that. Now, I think the gobbling turkeys in the background is a nice touch for the uh, holiday season. Um, so I'm fine with that little, you know, that little tweak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's great that I get my own bumper music. Well, it's the way we roll here, Pat. It's it's who we are, and it's, it's how I we are. I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's how we are. So anyway, I guess the, the big story, obviously, for people like us, Pat, is the the tax legislation, the Senate's, the House's uh, tax legislation. Yeah. So I know they're different, but you're from the Senate. So tell us about why you feel strongly about what the Senate has put forward. And what parts of this did you work on personally? Well, I worked on most of it. Uh, this was this has been a, a big uh, a project of mine for, uh, for some time now. Uh, but look, here's the thing that I think people should um, keep in mind. Two big ideas in this tax reform. The first is a simple, straightforward one. We're cutting taxes on virtually every middle-income, working-class family. The folks who get up every day and go to work and, and pay their family's bills and live paycheck to paycheck or have modest savings, those folks are going to get a tax cut. And that's a fact. That's in our bill. That's going to stay. The second big thing in our bill is we want to have competitive business. We want to be able to compete in a global economy against anyone anywhere in the world and be able to compete and win so that American workers are able to do more business. So our business reforms are comprehensive. It's the first time we've addressed this aspect of the tax code since 1986, and I'm convinced it's going to significantly increase investment in the United States, new business startup, existing business expansion, and new hiring with upward pressure on wages, I think it's going to be really, really good for the folks that I represent. So those are the two big things, and hopefully we will be able to get a bill across the finish line in the Senate sometime next week. That's the goal, and that's what we're working toward. Okay. Some people say, though, Pat, that this uh, is uh, yet another uh, giveaway, uh, another kiss for the for the rich and uh, yeah. how, how do you how do you uh, well, fight that kind of <laughs> First of all, let me make a simple observation. I learned a long time ago that if a Republican gets up in the morning and pours himself a cup of coffee, there are Democratic congressmen who will accuse him of tax cuts for the rich. It is just reflexive. It doesn't matter. Remember, they were saying this about our bill before the bill was written. So that is what they say. I would just urge people to look at the actual facts. Go to our website. Go to the Senate Republican website. You can see the bill. You can see the summary. You can see the details. It is a tax reduction for middle income. It's a tax reduction for almost everyone, but the almost part really applies to high-income, high-net-worth individuals. There's a handful of folks in that category who might see a net tax increase by virtue of some of the things we're doing. But uh, really, virtually every hardworking, middle-income, lower-income family is going to see a tax cut. Okay. And uh, now I I must ask you how long that may last for people, though, because I guess that's another criticism that we've heard is that it will be short-lived and uh, pretty soon uh, the government will be back at it, whacking people left and right with higher taxes. 
So um, that depends mostly on uh, whom we elect. I mean, elect uh, tax hikers, and they will they will hike taxes. Um, uh, Republicans are not interested in that. Here's what we want to do: we want to make the changes to the individuals, the tax cuts, and the simplification that is in our bill for working people. We want to make that permanent. Our Democratic colleagues have not wanted to work with us on this overall project, and so we've had to use a procedure that allows us to pass legislation in the Senate with a simple majority. In other words, we've had to make sure that a minority of senators cannot kill this by filibuster, which is what the Democrats told us they intend to do. So in order to do that, we do have some unfortunate constraints, and those constraints are the reason that the tax savings for individuals expire and nine years from now. But it's nine years away, and I'm confident that between now and then, We'll be able to extend that, and I hope we'll be able to make it permanent. That's okay. the goal. All right. And the other thing I was thinking about with this is that in the future, if the United States economy is uh, roaring, it would give people opportunity beyond these tax cuts. So in other words, I, I, I don't want to use too much of a simple analogy, but this to me seems to be an instance where you want to like prime the pump to get the pump going uh, well so that the water flows freely. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it that way. This, this is designed to encourage, first of all, the literally 2 to $3 trillion overseas held in the subsidiaries of United States-based multinationals. We're going to take away the punishment that exists in the current tax code if you return that money to America. That's how ridiculous our current tax code is. If you bring that money home and invest it here, you get whacked with this huge additional tax. We do away with that. What do you think is going to happen with a lot of that money? A lot of it's going to come back home because we're eliminating this punishment that is currently uh, assessed when you do bring it home. That means investment. We're going to allow businesses, when they go out and buy new equipment, new vehicles, new trucks, new earth-moving, new machinery, they're going to be able to deduct the cost of that in the year that they purchase it, which just makes sense. Well, guess what? There's Americans who work to make all of those things. There's going to be more demand for those workers. And then when companies buy it, they need someone to operate that equipment. That's going to be more jobs. So you're out. the net effect of this is going to be to encourage expansion of existing business, creation of new business, all of which needs additional workers. And right now, nationally, our unemployment rate is about 4.1%. The real employment rate in terms of people who are underemployed is higher than that, but it's much, much lower than it's been in a while. The goal of this is to set off a bidding competition among business where they have to pay ever higher wages to get the workers they need. That means a higher standard of living for the people I represent. Okay. Also, uh, the the addition of the uh, taking out of the, the health care mandate has been right. obviously met with uh, a lot of mixed emotions. A lot of people feel that that was kind of tacked on in there as, uh, you know, just a, a way to add something that you guys really want to get done. How does that um, dovetail into this bill? Well, it's, it's, it's yet another way in which we cut taxes. You know, so first of all, let's step back for a second. The people are my Democratic colleagues who are incensed and outraged that we would repeal the individual mandate. Um, here's a question for you. If Obamacare is working so well, why do people have to be forced to buy it? <laughs> right? Why do they need to be 
forced to buy it and subject to a tax penalty if they don't. If it's such a good deal, why aren't people perfectly happy to just sign up and take the deal? I'll tell you why, because it's not a very good deal for a lot of folks. So all we're saying is, look, if, if you want to, then we don't change the availability of Obamacare with all of its subsidies and all of its features. But we do say if you decide this is not a good fit for your family, then you don't have to buy it and you will not be subject to this tax. So the vast majority in 83% of the Pennsylvanians who pay this tax make $50,000 or less. It's the people who can't afford these outrageously overpriced insurance policies. We are no longer going to hit them with a tax. That is yet another tax cut. Of course, it sets the hair on fire for the our, some of our colleagues who refuse to acknowledge the flaws of Obamacare. Well, what they're also saying, though, is, is the critics of this, Pat, is if you do strip this out, it may mean the people who have Obamacare will be paying higher premiums in the future due to the reduction of people in the insurance pool. Is that right? But what it will also do is it'll make it possible to have whole new categories of insurance plans which are outlawed now. And, and that creates the opportunity to have more competition, more services that people actually want rather than what they're mandated to buy by Obamacare. So uh, I, I, I reject that idea. I think it's going to be much more responsive to what families actually want and need. Okay, so what you're saying is that if this is done, there won't be that, uh, like, the qualifier for some of these plans, because some people did lose their plans over this, that they did like because of this, but that that the qualifier or the standard won't be there anymore. Is that right? Uh, In time, you'll be able to purchase a a very wide range of plans, including plans that are not allowed today. That's the goal. When we get to that point, then we've got, uh, we've got people back in control of their own health insurance, their own health care, rather than a government bureaucracy. What are the odds that there will be uh, legislation that is, uh, accept- I want to say acceptable, for both the House and Senate by the end of the year? The tax reform, you mean? Yes. Uh-huh. I-, I think the odds are pretty good, definitely better than even. Uh, I don't know whether it's a, you know 70-30 or 75-25. I don't know exactly what the odds are. But, look, the House has already passed the bill, and it's very similar in its structure. I think the Senate bill is, is better, but um, you know, reasonable people can disagree about that. We have passed our bill. The Senate Finance Committee has passed it out of committee, did that last week without a single Republican no vote. The, the idea is to go to the Senate floor next week where, of course, we will need to hold 50 out of 52 Republican senators with a vice president in the chair in case he's needed to break a tie, that's, that's the next big step forward, passing it in the Senate. I think right now, as we, as, we, as we chat this morning, Sue, we probably have, I don't know, 47, 48, maybe, maybe 50 votes for it. Um, but there are definitely some Republican senators who have concerns. We're working, we've been working through this past weekend, we're working through this week to try to address those concerns, make changes if we have to, so that we'll have the 50 votes we need. And if we can do that, then our chances of reaching an agreement with the House will be very high, and we should get something done by the end of the year. The president is eager to sign it into law, so uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. And uh, just just one more thing before we let you go. Uh, yesterday, yeah. the president named North Korea a state sponsor of terrorism. Your reaction to that? 
Well, that's uh, an accurate description of North Korea. I mean, the fact is they do uh, support and sponsor terrorism. They are themselves uh, guilty of terroristic threats and the development of their nuclear uh, capabilities and their threats to uh, use them to attack America and American interests. And what this does is it enables us, enables us to, uh, to help to coordinate global, ever-tightening global sanctions, which need to be imposed on North Korea. All right. Pat Toomey, as always, uh, thanks for joining us. Have a happy Thanksgiving with your family, and we look forward to what happens in the Senate next week. It sounds like it's going to be a very interesting time indeed. It should be. Thanks very much for having me. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your listeners. All right.